0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW group void prohibited by law. See
1: terms and conditions 18 plus. We're going to talk about Indiana basketball. We're going to talk about 10 things wrong with Indiana basketball. And all these things trace back to Mike Woodson. And that's not good for Mike Woodson. I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to have uh, another last bit of the season followed by some more time where we're trying to figure out Who's going to come in next to lead the, the Indiana basketball program down this endless road to ruin year after year after year after year? I don't want to do it. I want Mike Woodson to be the right guy. But man, does all evidence point to the fact, and it is incontrovertible, that he is not the right guy for this position. We're going to talk about that. It's too early to talk about that, but damn it, what the hell else are we going to talk about? There's no point in talking about the rest if you don't come to the conclusion either Mike Woodson is the right guy or Mike Woodson is not the right guy. We're going to talk about the Colts. Seven drafts by Chris Ballard. All right, the combine, the workouts start a week from today, and we're going to watch, and we're going to pay attention, and we're going to hope that the Colts are going to get it right. Over the course of the seven drafts that Chris Ballard has led the Colts through, Uh, we're going to go through who he's taken first. And I want an honest appraisal from you as to how many you guessed correctly. If you got more than one, you're way better than me. We're also going to talk about Caitlin Clark. The Fighting Caitlins are in Bloomington tonight to take on the Indiana Hoosiers women's basketball team. Eight o'clock on Peacock. Hopefully, Caitlin Clark comes to her senses tonight and decides, you know what, i got to share the sugar, i got to get the ball to others. I think that would be a nice thing to do, a generous thing to do. People say she's a wonderful person. All right, prove it tonight by not jacking up 30 shots and hitting 25 of them. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about Purdue. They've got a game tonight at Mackey against Rutgers. try to get back on the winning track after that disappointing loss against Ohio State. Pacers back at it tonight against Detroit. I'm going to tell you why uh, taking the points in Detroit might not be a bad match. This is Inside Indiana Sports now with Kent Sterling. For Thursday, February 22nd, 2024, brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. MyBookie, you use promo code Kent, a 50% sign-up bonus as you sign up. What a wonderfully generous thing to do. The MyBookie people, they want you to play, they want you to win, and and they want you to have a good time. They want you to do all of those things, so why not do that? Use promo code Kent as you sign up, and again, activate that 50% sign-up bonus bet. Anything, anywhere, anytime, only at MyBookie. Hit. You want to do me a birthday solid? Today's my birthday, 222. That's my birthday. You want a birthday solid? Subscribe, like, the video. Make a donation if you like. Uh, Look at the sense of humor my wife has, all right? I asked her uh, for my birthday. I thought, you know what? I think it'd be really fun to learn how to play the piano. I like music. I'd like to create music. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be something I'd like to do. It's kind of a bucket list thing. Maybe write a song. That'd be fun. So what's my wife get me? Gets me a piano. Who am I, Liberace? For God's sake, I'm going to play a little toy pink piano. Good golly. What a sense of humor. What a sense of humor Julie has, for God's sake. All right, let's talk about sports. The state of Indiana has become the state of mediocrity. Nay, nay! Purdue's in the state of Indiana. For God's sake, they're pretty damn good. Uh, People have them as being the highest seed, as it stands right now, in the NCAA tournament. So let's talk, we'll talk about Purdue in a bit. Uh, I think the Colts are about to turn a corner towards something other than mediocrity. That's a little mysterious, isn't it? It could go in either direction, couldn't it? Let's talk about the Indiana Hoosiers, who lost by 15 last night to Nebraska, who hadn't won a road game in the Big Ten this season. They were 0-7. and Coming into Simon Scott Assembly Hall last night, well, they kicked ass. They had IU down by 22 after the first possession of the second half. They win by 15, despite the fact that they gave most of that lead away about midway through the second half. Indiana couldn't hold on. Nebraska answered with a 14-1 to run, and game over. All right, let's talk about, how about this? They've lost seven of nine, Indiana has. Um, they Here's good news, bad news. The good news is they haven't lost a one-possession game all season long. The bad news is of their 12 total losses to this point in the season, they have lost nine of them, nine of 12. That's 75%. Whoa, the big brain. Look at the big brain on Brad doing the Chisholm bop. They've lost nine of their 12 by nine or more points. All right, let's talk about the top 10 reasons that Indiana is in the state that it is. And we're going to even go a little bit beyond that. We're going to talk about, uh, maybe we'll have a bonus. All right, top 10 and a bonus. All right, number 10, resources. This is kind of weird because I think too much... resources, too much money, has kind of clouded the vision of the Indiana hiring process. I don't think that Indiana is necessarily a basketball program that needs to hire the most expensive coach. When you've got all that money, you tend to want to say, we are spending our money on our primary program. And so here we go. Here's the $3.2 million. Whoa, wait a minute. We're going to give him another million dollars after he goes to the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament. $4.2 million, And we're going to guarantee it like for the life of the deal uh, uh, until April Fool's Day 2025. How perfectly poetic is that? I think with less money, Indiana would be forced to look harder for a coach and would likely find a better coach. All right, that's kind of twisted logic, but you know what? A lot of times that's the way it works out. Uh, Number nine, youth. Look, I'm not using it as an excuse like Mike Woodson does. It's not an excuse. Woodson caused this. He caused youth to be a problem. This is a choice that he made. This is year three. This isn't year one. This isn't, you know, 2008, 2009 with Crean and everybody's gone. And you got to find guys, you got to find duct tape guys to, to put five people on the court. Crean yeah, had to hold open tryouts, for God's sake, at, at, at Assembly Hall. But youth, 1.66 years of D1 experience at each position through the 40 minutes of each game. That ranks 227th now, down from 222, which is what it was yesterday. Not an excuse. This is year uh, three, but if you add a year to that, they would rank 35th and third in the Big Ten instead of 14th in the Big Ten. And last time I checked, at least this season, 14 teams in the Big Ten. How about number eight? Three-point shooting, 32.1% make rate. Whoa, that's 254th in college basketball Uh, and 28.3% Twenty-eight point three percent of their three-point uh, of their field goal attempts are three-pointers. That's number three hundred and forty-seventh of three hundred and sixty-two. I believe uh, number seven fans who demand a hot hire. It has been a while since Indiana has lost a press conference. It has also been a while since Indiana had a successful season. Been a while, been eleven years since two thousand thirteen. And I do purposely skip 2016 because that was an anomaly. That was weird. I think the unbalanced schedule had a lot to do with that. The Big Ten being down that year had a lot to do with that as well. So I'm not, I'm aware that 2016 existed. I'm just unwilling to call that a great Indiana season. And if you are, are, you know, willing to call it a great season, you do you. You go ahead and do that. I am not going to do that. Uh, And and fans, you've got to um, you got to let Scott Dolson do the hiring. Scott Dolson has done a nice job. He and Fred Glass, toward the end, like those guys, hired Terry Moran. They hired uh, the uh, who is it? Steve Aird, the volleyball coach. Uh, they've got Yeagley with men's soccer. You've got swimming and diving that's going great guns. Y- you've got a lot. Signetti in football, I think he's going to wind up being a terrific coach. At least he's having a hell of a first off season. We're going to find out. But let that man do his job. Don't interfere. The board of trustees, all of y'all, stop it. Just let the man go find somebody to be the head coach with Indiana basketball and let's give that person the resources and the time necessary to build it right. And I'll get into what that means. Number six, too many cooks. Like I said, most programs are rolling. Let that, so that's kind of the same. Six and seven are sort of the same. Number five, a lack of basketball smarts. All right, here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two examples of uh, Indiana's lack of basketball smarts. All right, Malik Reno last night and this is every game ball goes out of bounds it looks like it may have got off the opponent but its opponent's ball Malik Renew looks at the officials looks at the scores table and goes like this Malik only in the final two minutes of the game can the officials go to the monitor to determine possession only in the last two minutes first 38 minutes of the game there's none, there's none of this for possession. None of this. Last two minutes? Yes. They can look. First 38 minutes. No, you can't. How about this? How about CJ Gunn last night? You've got Tommy Naga. All right. Tommy Naga is on the right or on the left wing as Nebraska attacks. Gunn, the ball's over here. Gunn has his face right in Tommy Naga's uh, chest. So what's Tominaga do? What any reasonably smart basketball player would do, right? He feints right, gun moves with him, and boom, he cuts to the bucket. Nebraska hits him on that back cut. Help comes. Tominaga, boom, to the corner. Three ball. There you go. See both. Fourth grade. All right, you guys need to see both the man and the ball. You got to see both, okay? Yeah, okay, Coach Sterling, fourth graders. Here we got C.J. Gunn like this in Tommy Naga's chest. What the hell are you doing? My wife, I said this this morning, but it's absolutely true. My wife turns to me even before the three and goes, is that like a, a new way to play defense? Are they trying to invent a new way to defend Uh, A guy off the ball? Right then, boom, back cut, three ball. I said, no. Sadly, if they have invented it, they need to reject it. That invention... uh, How about this? Uh, Off-court decisions. This is no good. Um, A player getting run from the upstairs pub... um, you know what? While shouting, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? As the bouncers are taking him out and throwing him into the street for being too drunk to stay in a bar. Do you know? I went to, a, I went to bars in Bloomington a lot. Do you know how many times I got run out of a bar over that entire period of time? Zero. I know that sounds incredible, but it's absolutely true. Zero. Here is a basketball player at the upstairs pub who's shrieking, do you know who I am? As bouncers are thrown his ass into the street. Great comment. And that's during the season. Uh, how about free throws? Indiana hitting 65.7%. That ranks 340th. Opponents are hitting 73.7%. That's an 8% difference. So if both teams shoot 12 free throws, the team Indiana's playing is going to hit one more than Indiana. If both teams shoot 20, this is about a two-point difference. You're just handing a team two points. That's going to get your ass beat. Uh, Number two, a lack of culture. Who is Indiana? What hill are they going to defend to the death? I don't know. I don't know what that is what do you do what do you do well you hey you know what yeah yeah bring help from one pass away what kind of craziness is that and they do it every single time that invites teams to make threes i don't understand here's one thing that i really don't understand is indiana continues to do the wrong thing again and again and again and again And it doesn't appear that Indiana realizes that their mistakes, and I'm talking about players and coaches, doesn't realize that their mistakes are actually mistakes. That's a problem. You have to have a culture that you recruit to, or you're just grabbing at talent. You're just going out, five-star, yay, five stars. Bring them in. I want the five stars. Bring me five stars. We'll teach them how to play together. That's what it seems like the culture of Indiana is. You can't have that. You've got to decide what your team is going to be, what characteristic they are going to have. Above all others, are they going to defend? If they're going to defend, you've got to go out and get tenacious defensive players. Indiana have those? I don't think so. They, they just gave up. What they get? They gave up 85 last night to a visiting Nebraska team. 85. This team either doesn't want to defend, or they're incapable of defending, or the coaching staff doesn't require them to defend. I don't know. It's not shooting. We sure as hell know it's not shooting, don't we? They don't go out and say, who's your best shooter? Let's see. They don't do that. Indiana doesn't shoot well. If they're out there recruiting shooters, they're terrible at their jobs. Uh, Number one is Woodson. This all leads back to Woodson. He appears to be able to lead college players to that edge where they're competitive, right? It it appears he can't teach an effective offense or defense because Indiana, offensively and defensively, ineffective. Is this an overreaction because of one rogue season? I don't think so. I think this is the first year we're seeing kind of the fruits of Mike Woodson's labors. Last year and the year before, you had a first-team All-American who who could kind of—he served his duct tape, right, as some caulk to to sort of cover up the holes. Now, you got no duct tape, and all you got is holes. And you got guys who are getting thrown out of the upstairs pub, led out of the bar, screaming, don't you know who I am? Here, here's a hint: if you got to tell him, you're not. Uh, but that's Woodson. My goodness, um, I don't think he can coach above his talent level, and the talent level in college isn't going to be uh, profoundly enough better. With Carmelo Anthony, you're going to win games if you're Mike Woodson. You know, with and Malik Renu, and and Trey Galloway, and Anthony Leal, and you know Buster Cups and uh, McKenzie and Baco, you're not going to win a lot of games. And that's too bad. I think you've got two camps in this team. you got guys who really want to ball, and you got guys who have no interest in balling. And right now, the guys with no interest in balling are winning. Um, last six games, man, Malik Renu, what are you doing? Tw- last, last six games where Malik Renu has played more than three minutes. He's got 28 fouls you could only have a maximum of 30. This means that he has fouled out of four of those games and had four fouls in two of the others. That's either he doesn't know what a foul is or he doesn't want to play. He's happier sitting than playing, and I can't believe that's the case. Uh, Colts, let's talk about the Colts. We're going long, but my God, what are we going to do? We got lots to talk about. Um, Colts, one week from today, we're all going to sit either at Lucas Oil Stadium or watching TV, watching the NFL Network and watching a combine and saying, oh, I like that guy. Ooh. And we're going to be wrong. Doesn't matter what we think. It's Chris Ballard. Here are, over, the, over his seven years, the seven drafts that he and Ed Dodds and Morocco Brown have presided over, here is who the Colts have taken in no particular order. And you know what? Let's exclude Anthony Richardson right now because with the fourth overall pick, I was very happy that they took Anthony Richardson, and you probably were too. You may have preferred CJ Stroud, but they weren't going to get him with the second overall pick, so they didn't. All right. Quiddy Pay. Jav Quiddy Pay coming to the Colts at 21 uh, in his draft. How about Quentin Nelson? You have him coming to the Colts at number six. In 2018, probably not. How about Rocky seen as a cornerback with the uh, in in the first what was it the first or second pick of the second round? I did not have Rocky seen going 33rd or 34th. Uh, how about Michael Pittman Jr. as the 34th pick in the 2020 draft? Didn't have that. Malik Hooker is the 15th overall pick in 2017. Nah. How about Alec Pierce with the 53rd overall pick a couple of years ago? Not so much? No. Anthony Richardson? Yes. So that's not to, like, bang Chris Ballard in the head for making bad picks. Some of these were good picks. Some of them were mediocre picks. Sure. Some of them, it depended upon the, the level at which guys were drafted. We'll see what Alec Pierce winds up being. You gotta give guys a little bit of time to age. It's kind of like a good bottle of wine or a good cheese, right? You gotta see how they age. Um, how about but Anthony Richardson? I am down with Anthony Richardson because he's got a chance to be a championship level quarterback in the NFL. And that's what you get paid to bring in. You get paid to win championships. So go get the guy who might be that. Just like the Chiefs did, what was Mahomes ninth? Eight teams passed on Patrick Mahomes. I use women. Caitlin Clark tonight. Iowa, Iowa, a a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Hoosiers. Mm. I can't tell you what I think is going to happen in this game because I am rooting so hard for the opposite to happen. What I do hope happens is that Caitlin Clark finally, once and for all, becomes a generous player who is willing to allow the sun to shine on her teammates. Get them 20 points, 30 points. How about that? Instead of getting all the points he owns self. Um, How about Purdue and Rutgers? All right, Purdue is a 14 and a half point favorite. I think Steve Peichel's a hell of a coach. I don't know whether Purdue is going to wind up winning by 14 and a half. I think Rutgers is going to fight. But Purdue's coming off that loss in Columbus. And you know what? They ain't happy about it. And when Zach not happy, you defend him. Uh, Pacers tonight. 11 and a half point favorites against the Pistons at Cambridge Fieldhouse. That game 7 o'clock on Valley Sports Indiana. Uh. First game back after the break. Guys went to Cancun. Guys went to Cabo. You know, uh, Punta Gorda. They're all over the place, right? Riviera Maya having fun. Drinking margaritas, enjoying themselves, and they come back this first game. It might be a little bit out of shape. Detroit, we'll see what Detroit brings. But I think while the Pacers are gonna win this game, I'll bet you that the Pacers wind up winning by fewer than 12. All right. There we are. We solved a lot of problems. This is what we do. We are problem, we are solution-oriented always, and we are birthday-oriented today. It's my birthday, and I'm happy about my birthday. I like my birthday. I like other people's birthdays. Birthdays are good. My wife is bringing home a delicious dinner from my favorite restaurant, and we are going to sit, and we are going to eat, and we are going to watch things on TV and have a great time on my day, her day, March 28th. Everything is Julie-centric on March 28th. We do exactly what she would like. Today, it's about me and my piano. Look at that. And, of course, we have this. Let's see. uh, um.
2: Recording remix. When I turn red, say something, and I'll mix it into a song. Here we
1: go. Mike Woodson's got to go.
2: Mike Wilson's gotta go! Mike Wilson's
0: gotta go!